0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Forward Curve. Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of The Forward Curve, the weekly podcast covering the commodity markets and the global economy, brought to you by Gold Street Advisors, the independent research and advisory firm. Today, we look into how well nickel supply is projected to keep up with anticipated demand, I'm Christian Klavodetscher. Joining me today is our Chief Analyst, Robin Barr. Hello, Robin. What have you got for us? Thanks, Christian. We've discussed previously how electric vehicles are the future,
1: as significant investment is going into the manufacture of lithium-ion batteries to power them. However, while there might be significant investment downstream in battery manufacturing facilities, the same cannot still be said for the downstream Supply chain, that is, mines and processing plants. Upstream investment is 10 times that of downstream investments to date. There is inevitably a time lag, and only some of the raw materials needed, which include nickel, cobalt, lithium, and graphite, are available for local sourcing. Companies must therefore compete globally to secure required volumes and do it sustainably in line with the environmental,
0: social, and governance criteria. Mm. So I'm glad we're revisiting this one, Robin. So to review, nickel-rich battery chemistries are the reason for the exponential rise in demand for nickel. Indeed they are. While all four commodities must ramp
1: up quickly with potential price variation in the future, nickel will likely be the commodity under the most pressure in the short to medium term. Stainless steel accounts for around 70% of global nickel consumption, while EV batteries consume less than 10%. But the latter number is expected to rise alongside increasing EV sales. Longer term, nickel demand from EVs are expected to reach a penetration rate of 51% by 2030, adding almost 2 million tonnes of annual nickel offtake by 2030. So that's basically doubling the current level of nickel consumption.
0: Indeed. Yeah, and car makers only want sustainably sourced nickel
1: these days, right? Yes, that's that's right, but I think uh, not just car makers, I think you know, most consumers will want this, but it's certainly starting with the auto makers. Tesla has already signed deals to buy nickel from BHP in Australia, Vale in Canada, And a Traffigura backed consortium in New Caledonia. Korean battery company LG Chem signed a deal last month to buy nickel for six years from Australian Mines, which is developing a project in North Queensland. President Biden is also keen to develop a North American based supply chain for minerals such as nickel, as the only nickel produced in the US is currently sent to China to enter the battery supply chain surprise surprise Mm. so how have the nickel mining companies responded to these projections well ultimately miners will need to produce more class one i.e battery grade nickel and perhaps less class two nickel most of which goes to make stainless steel and also at the same time make sure the metal will not turn into a constraint to the EV industry. Lower quality nickel pig iron, which is class two, passed the mark of 50% market share on the supply side in the second quarter of this year. Leapfrogging non-MPI product, that is class one, with figures of 325,000 tonnes compared with 318,000 tonnes. Non-MPI MPI production in the second quarter was the lowest since 2010, suggesting that persistent underinvestment of sustaining capital could be a material factor. I understand Indonesia is the solution as well as the problem. Uh, most of the increase in nickel supply this decade is to come from Indonesia, where existing mines and new projects are overwhelmingly powered by coal-fired electricity, And where Chinese companies are building nickel processing projects. Indonesian nickel supply is expected to account for 60% of global supply by 2027, up from around 30 to 40% currently. And I presume this is prompting renewed interest in nickel deposits globally. For sure, this has prompted a race to secure new sources of supply as companies are forced to drastically reduce their carbon footprints. There is increasing MA in nickel, driven by the need for sustainable nickel, and nickel produced outside the Chinese supply chain. Many in the industry are looking to de-risk the supply chain by reducing dependence on one country, i.e. Indonesia. No Uh, a Canadian company, have a nickel project in Ontario, Eagle's Nest, which is the largest high-grade nickel discovery in Canada since Royce's Bay. And it's in a bidding war. Norant CEO said the sustainability of the mine was a key factor behind the acquisition interest. The company plans to dispose of its waste tailings underground rather than behind a dam on land. And also relies on hydropower and nuclear power rather than coal. The provincial government has committed to building a 300 kilometer road to the project. Australian miner IGO was in preliminary discussions over a takeover Australian nickel miner Western areas, while Rio Tinto has backed a nickel mine in the US, being developed by Talon Metals. Meanwhile, Glencore controlled Polymet is developing a large copper and nickel project in Minnesota, of all places. Finding, financing, and developing new sources of nickel in an ESG-compliant way has only gotten harder. Only time will tell if nickel-rich batteries for EVs become the norm, but only provided that the supply is available in a timely manner and in the quantities being demanded. So a
0: catch-22 situation, perhaps. This episode marks the end of the first year of The Forward Curve. It has been quite a year for us here, with no shortage of interesting topics to cover. That said, we're going to be taking a short break, and we will look to start another year of commodity market coverage and analysis in the coming months. We ask that if you enjoy our little podcast, please let us know in the comments section. We would love to hear from you. So as always, I want to thank Robert for joining me today, and I also want to thank you for joining us I'm Christian Clavidecher, and on behalf of the Gold Street Advisors team, I thank you for listening. And remember to always keep an eye and ear on the forward curve.